All right, so uh, we are we're recording this in quasi quarantine times, and we've watched a lot of movies lately. And a lot of people in New York live over restaurants in movies and in real life. One supposes. <laughs> Who could tell? I mean, how how would we ever find out? <laughs> and they all seem to live in Chinatown over restaurants. I don't know why, but if you had to live over a restaurant, what kind of restaurant would you want to live over? Mm. Boy, are there any restaurants that specifically don't fry food? <laughs> Seriously. Is there a country where it's against their re religious beliefs? Yeah, if they're uh Bakelites. Well, that's a, well, that's oh, a I cult, know. right? I know yeah, sushi, <laughs> yeah. a sushi restaurant. Uh hey, you know what? Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> It's giving you a second to think about that no, one. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but I, I've got an idea. So I think the best would be bakery. Sure. Yeah, you get the, the fresh loaves, the, the smell of uh, cinnamon buns, overactive sourdough starter, oh, fragrance. Well, I'd go, this would be a sweet bakery, not a not a bread bakery. Okay. Yeah. Insist on that. Because mm -hmm. that way, at least when I die of artery clots in a couple years, they won't smell my corpse for a while. It's a, it's just a little bit of an advantage of living over a bakery. <laughs> Isn't that? I think that makes it worse when they do smell it, though, Rob. <laughs> sure, but by that point, I am long gone. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another Interrupted Tale. So I, I just want to be clear. You live in a reality where uh -huh. the, the soul lives on after death and has to complete its tasks, still has olfactory senses. Yeah, of course. But it only takes maybe like a day or two to get all your shit done and, and move on. Yeah, exactly. People, you know, in the movies, it takes about 80 minutes. So I think uh -huh. a couple days is pretty reasonable. For okay, real good life. point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Just, just like the movies, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends. Another episode of Interrupted Tales, a podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I am Rob, and I'm joined tonight by the bow to my flex, Alan. How are you, Alan? I'm Nordic tracking along. <laughs> I'm gained a little bit of shake weight, but I'm ready to tie Boa not on this episode, Rob. Excellent, Alan. That's uh, I feel inspired by you. And it was Billy Blanks, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was the Tybo guy. <laughs> of of course, Rob. Of course, of course. Wasn't Susan Powder? You want to uh. start the insanity? That's what you want to do. <laughs> Tybo, extreme Tybo. 
coming in 1998. I think you do that on a ATX machine. You just, just you're <laughs> That's you on some kind of motocross course. Stream tie bomb. Street. Well, we have a story as extreme as the most extreme Tybo uh, possible. It's a tale from the future past from the June 1926 issue of Amazing Stories magazine. And it's called The Whispering Ether. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Is that our, is that our next podcast? It's going to be like a more Victorian version of the podcast I was thinking of that I just forgot the name of. Welcome to Night Vale. And you want to you want to do a double? You want to take that one again, or <laughs> not really? Or the you want to whispering wanna, ether? You want to call it on iTunes uh, the a Victorian version of that podcast <laughs> that I just forgot the name of? Welcome to Night Vale. That's that's you put that at the end, and that way we come up in the search results too. I yeah. think uh, I think that was a Jermaine Clement uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't listen to uh, was it the... Doctor Bortles Victorium of bottling? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got it. I couldn't think first of the try. name. You got yeah. it on the yeah first shot. Uh, yeah. No, I I did. I I read listened to one episode of that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This doesn't get us any closer to getting to the whispering the whispering ether. Now tell me more about the whispering ether, Rob. Hey, don't put me too close around your mouth because you might pass out. What? The, I just... Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I think... <laughs> well, folks, now it's time to turn on your Tesla coils and tamper in God's domain while we read you this week's tale by Charles S. Wolfe. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. But I got a lot of coronavirus advice. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uncle Fred? Yeah, I'm your Uncle Fred from Facebook. <laughs> I wrote a story a long time ago about ether and radios and bullshit <laughs> like that. Uh, and it makes as much sense today as uh, 5G towers. I Yes, I got that. And I got your chemtrails email, too. Uh, Good. I'm glad. I'll, yeah. I'll see you at the family reunion, which is not a scam by the government to get us all together <laughs> to be infected by the 5G race. I can't even begin to start on that one. I don't understand what people think is happening, like, biologically. Hmm. I don't know, but they blame Verizon, which is the right motive. Yeah, that's that is absolutely the right call. Sometimes you could do the right thing for the wrong reason. Absolutely. Cans is my line. Safes, you know. Soup, nitroglycerin, that kind of thing. Get me? Uh, nope. Are, <laughs> are we talking butts or exploding Progresso cans here? <laughs> Please be butts. Please be butts. Please be butts. Shoemaker, stick to your last. Them is my sentiments, and I stick to my own trade. 
But now that they got me tied up in this confounded jail, I ain't got much to do with my spare time. I got a notion to jot down what I know about that Proctor affair that maybe you read about in the papers. Oh, actually, I saw the leaked footage on you porn, Rob. Oh, God, it was so hot. I, oh. You know, I thought it was over when Proctor sprayed clinging gel all over Gamble. <laughs> but then Kimberly Clark showed up and oh, cleaned no. all of the dirty rims. All of them. All of them, Rob. Oh, no, no. She couldn't be stopped. Uh, <laughs> you know, Rob, uh, our podcasting life is generally separate from our uh, daily jobs. Oh, that's yeah. true. Nobody knows I even have a podcast. That's right. Um, and uh, I do have to say that I was contacted on LinkedIn by a representative of the Kimberly Clark uh, Corporation. What? Um, yeah, about some um, job opportunity <laughs> related to my regular employment. Oh, well, people don't know this about you, but you are a fluffer. Well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I am not sure now that I could ever take a position there. That is interesting. On so, that joke that uh, assigns the corporation a, a human role in the deviant sex act <laughs> on a on a amateur pornography site. Wow, living the dream. Yeah, yeah, just burning those bridges with without any particular reason. Yep. Reporters was after me thick when it happened, but I was the silent kid. Hector Zeroni. Well, I see, based on that last joke, Rob, I thought we were doing all holes references. <laughs> How was I to know? I, 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 I thought it was one holes reference after another. I've never seen holes. Okay, well, the joke is funny <laughs> whether you've seen holes or you just... <laughs> think that holes are related to the porn jokes that I made in the previous sentence. Well, you, you got me there, Alan. It all, yep. It's all clear. It's all okay. clear. It pays to keep your mouth shut in the circles I move in. Proctor's in the bug house. Three alienists, or whatever you call those ginks that admit they're sane and prove you're not, pronounced him hopelessly insane. I ain't disputing no jury of my peers. If they say he's a nut, he's a nut, that's all. But... Yeah, but sometimes, Rob, you know, you feel like a nut, and sometimes you pretend to be a nut to avoid felony charges. It's <laughs> true. Not one of the catchiest Almond Joy slogans, but it is solid life advice. <laughs> they should do those Snickers ads, but with Almond Joys and uh, people who are trying to avoid felony charges. I don't really understand how you sell Snickers if you're doing an Almond Joys commercial but sure no no i'm just saying instead of you turning you know the angry coach turning into joe pesci because he hasn't had a snickers uh -huh. this would be uh somebody who's going down for attempted manslaughter uh imagining at his trial that charo is giving the uh is the judge until someone gives him an almond joy no it's a Rob. brief glimmer of hope before no. the guilty verdict no if it charo's in the ad then it's a mounds commercial rob <laughs> You got me there. Yeah. 
I didn't get introduced to Proctor in the regular way. We didn't have no mutual acquaintances to slip us the knockdown. Ah, the knockdown. Yeah, it's a... Well, it's a shame that only got one season on Netflix, Rob. I I never watched it, but I think it was some kind of Baz Luhrmann thing about California zombies with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maybe The Rock was in it? I'm not sure. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It all came about through me dropping in one night, casual-like, to blow his safe. You might wonder what a yeg would want out of a laboratory safe. You might wonder what a yeg was if you <laughs> didn't watch uh, or if you didn't listen to an earlier episode uh-huh. yep. of our podcast. Grappled yegs, right? Uh, you got it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which does go into detail about what a yeg is and also why how our podcast has improved since. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Maybe you'll wise up when I tip you it was a contract job. Not my own, see? I'm naming no names. But there was a gang of big guys that wanted old Proctor's formula for Kiro and thought it would be cheaper to buy it off me than him. Anyway, I'm after the paper with the makeup of this explosive when I jimmied the laboratory window. I'm saying this right here. Proctor may be a nut, but he's no boob. No, you don't want to get your nuts and boobs messed up. Makes for a real awkward mammogram. Oh, I don't even know what I should be feeling when that happens. Huh. I don't know. It's just, usually they don't say to the lady, turn your head and cough. So I was expecting burglar alarms, scientific thief traps, all that kind of stuff. But in all I was fixed for an electrified box. Oh, like a circuit breaker or sure. a flashlight? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what that's? That's what it would be called in, like, alternate history steampunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, right here. Step (laughs) right up. Get your electrified box made from Stoya's uh, own recipe. Proctor put one over on me just the same. And if he didn't do it with the mind machine, how in hell else do you account for it? I was working on the old can. Yeah, well, with these shelter-in-place policies, that's bound to happen. (laughs) There just aren't the same boundaries for where you should hold a Zoom meeting anymore. People having their kids come on by. My wife had a meeting with a a lady had a a parrot on her shoulder the whole time. Not like a background. (laughs) Like, it was a real parrot on her shoulder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This was with legislators were at the Zoom call. Well, the pirate lobby is (laughs) extremely powerful, Rob. Yeah, well, that's that's why my wife got in the business. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. She was a fairly respectable affair, and I make up my mind to blow her. Uh, hey, you you anthropomorphize the way you want. I'll anthropomorphize the way I want. <laughs> I was drilling away when click goes a switch, and the sudden flare of light dazzled me. Were you ever caught working on a guy's safe, brother? No? Well, take it from Oscar, who's apparently this guy. It's like <laughs> nothing you ever felt before. Oh, it's a punch in the gut and the balls combined. <laughs> Plus a third erogenous zone Ooh. to be named later. <laughs> this went from ouch to I'm interested. I'm, uh, I don't know. Is Oscar just, uh, that's just some slang? No, I think, uh, I think that's his name. He hasn't said well, his name, right? Well, I mean. He's, all we know is he's not a scientist. 
I think we got that down, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Even before I can see right, my mind's working overtime hunting for a way out. And then I can see again, and there stands Proctor, a long cord trailing behind him and phones over his ears like the wireless men. Or completely the opposite of wireless men. <laughs> if you know how cords work. And I notice with joy that he ain't got a gat. Not that I can see. Anyway, I risk it. Just as quick as I can draw, I flashes my automatic. I point it right at his head. And making my voice as hard as I can, I say tense like, You speak one word and you'll get your breakfast in hell. And your dinner in hell. And lunch, well, you're welcome to eat in the hell cafeteria. But the purgatory food court is open as well. Ooh, any, any good options? It's all Panda Express. <laughs> Infinite Panda Express. <laughs> Panda Express as far as the And it's only orange chicken. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, it's pretty good orange chicken. chicken. It's eh. It's eh. <laughs> it's, it's purgatory, right? Yeah. yeah. And Proctor smiles. Get that? With my gad at his head, he smiles. And fella, when Proctor smiles, it gives you the creeps. And then he says, so help me, I'm not bullying you. Put your gun away, my man. It's not loaded. Oh, no, don't gun shame like that. He could, he could load it at any time. <laughs> and then after he shot it, he waited maybe 10 minutes. He could, he could load it again. 10 minutes. <laughs> well, you know. Come on now. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not a young, young gun anymore. But, uh... <laughs> no, he's not young guns. <laughs> anymore he's more tombstone <laughs> if he right can you beat that it wasn't either but how did he know it bluffing that's what i thought and i see his baton raises him you move i growls and you'll discover you're a bad guesser or we could alternately play several rounds of guess who and how could you how could you not guess Jake? He's got a hat and glasses and a beard. Come on, Proctor. <laughs> you are a bad guesser. I've only ever played, I think, in my life. Uh, I've only played Guess Who twice. Mm -hmm. Once was in Spain, where all the names are different. And the other time is Star Wars. Uh, guess Who. You don't have to memorize their names by heart, <laughs> Rob. They're not international right. fingers. <laughs> get it right. Got to try to figure this out. There's... Wait, no. If I get it right once, then I could just win every time, right? There's sort of a yearbook quality where you, you can <laughs> mash the picture to the name. <laughs> Pretty easily. Yeah. I thought that was the game. Well, that guy looks like a gym. Oh, it's not a gym. Oh, well, I guess I will. No, lost. it's not like the Ellen's uh, Oscars selfie. You don't have to. Oh, I recognize him. He smiles again. Say, I can feel my flesh creep yet. It's not loaded, he says, very calm. And he walks a few steps toward me. I don't shoot. You can't, you know, with an empty gun. And I, I see that he's called my bluff. This guy's never seen the crow. Although, to be fair, neither is Brandon Lee, so. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. So. Too soon, Alan. Too soon. <laughs> I don't know what your definition of too soon <laughs> is, Rob. But if our audience was born well after that movie <laughs> came out, 
I'm not sure it could be that soon. That is very not true. Even, <laughs> born after that movie came out and I have no idea what we're talking about, I don't think it could be that soon. <laughs> yeah, does the crow have any, like, resonance still? I don't, I never hear people talking about it unless they're old. Mm, no, or unless they're counting them. <laughs> and then you're still old, too, so. Oh, you're old, you're way old if you're counting them. <laughs> you win. I says, it ain't, but I can beat the life out of you with it. That smile again. His hand goes to his pocket. He pulls out a little bottle, just about the size they sell you pills in. That, my friend, he says, is full of Kiro. Kiro? Chiro? Kiro? I only invented it. I've never said it out loud, actually. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a Shero? It's, uh, yeah, it's Shero. <laughs> Her short-lived Cheryl. Cheryl. No time is a good... Oh, sorry. No, I appreciate it. If I just toss it at your feet, you'll never attempt to steal a formula again on this planet. Does he win? He owns the building. Call the officer, and I chucks the gun on the floor. I'll go quietly. Oh, thank God. Done with this accent, <laughs> Century-old hip lingo. Oh, what's the this matter, Alan? Cl- clean story from here on out. <laughs> sensible, he remarks. Very sensible. You possess judgment even if you do lack courage. Who sent you here? Call in the bulls, I growls. I'm not squealing. Ah, uh, what did we just talk about? Can't go ten seconds. He takes no notice. I know who sent you. I knew you were coming. Well, look here, I blurts. <laughs> you <can> see someone about <laughs> that. <laughs> look, look here, I just blurted. What the hell? What are you doing in his laboratory? What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, he's really embarrassing to blurt in public like that. <laughs> You're telling me. Someone give me a towel. If that gang framed me, I'll talk. They sent for me. I didn't go to them. I... No one informed me, if that's what you mean, he says coldly. It is not necessary for anyone to inform me of anything. No, that's why I leave my TV on OAN the whole time. (laughs) So I can get the truth. The truth that doesn't inform. No. It's true if someone says it. Sure, that's oh, yeah. the definition of truth. <laughs> the world is an open book to me. That's just what he told that gang of sawbones afterwards, and they said he was loony. But if they had seen him as I seen him, pantsless. <laughs> something maybe maybe something nicer, like a little teddy. Ah, uh, yes, very nice, <laughs> very nice indeed. He was talking again. My man, I wriggled when he spoke, the men for whom you work are imbeciles. I have named my price for Kiro, and they don't want to pay it. And I thought twelve hundred gold doubloons in a magical chest was a bargain. Let's see, twelve hundred gold doubloons, Mm -hmm. magical chest. I'm going to need at least three or four rubies added to this, like fist-sized rubies. Fist rubies, yes, and, and okay. One monkey paw, one, just one. 
Well, that's uh, listen. That should, they should throw that in like a silica gel packet. <laughs> There's no trouble at all. They believe they can wrest from me by force or trickery, and now by goonery, buffoonery, goonery even. And <laughs> after they refused my offer of doubloonery, <laughs> no, this this goonery, buffoonery over doubloonery must not be. <laughs> Stood for. <laughs> oh, really stood for? Okay. Okay. Hey. Well, it's just, I was um, surprised I could get through that first part of the sentence. Let alone, how do you expect me to come up with something, Alan? Hold on. Let me just go ahead and I'll uh, add a little bit of movie magic here while we go to a rhyming dictionary <laughs> internet site. For goonery, buffoonery. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see, buffoonery, charcuterie. <laughs> what? Hey, why go any further? <laughs> I think we've got it. <laughs> Definitely charcuterie. Uh. Mm. Okay, and time mm -hmm. in. You are their first emissary, and it is my wish that you be their last. I am going to convince them that this is useless to attempt anything of the kind with me. I am not going to turn you over to the police. I am going to show you something, and then I am going to send you back to your masters to tell them what you have seen. I'm going to kill everyone else here and leave you as the sole survivor to tell the tale, which is... Less impressive now that I've run the numbers on that. <laughs> Not much Did a of a miscalculation. Margin for error here. <laughs> like a, huh. After do, that, do, do I count in that, or should I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a mulligan on this one. <laughs> After that, he smiled. I don't think I shall be troubled by them. Come. He stalked into the next room, me at his heels. There wasn't much in that room, just a table covered with apparatus. I've seen a wireless set. It looked something like that, only, well, there was something different about it. The countdown timer, mostly. <laughs> and the dynamite. And the do not touch, this is a bomb sign. That really got me thinking. <laughs> he pointed to it. Oh! I can see him yet with his flashing eyes and his big dome. There, says he, is the mind machine. And you, a criminal, are the first man to see it except its creator. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alleged criminal. It's my word against yours. The omniscient guy who invented something called a mind machine, which is probably totally unrelated to my ability to lie about my criminal behavior. Yeah, I think it works. It's a he said, that guy said. Guy with the mind machine said. The, well, that's circumstantial. <laughs> See, I know the law. The circumstances that he has a mind machine. <laughs> I'm getting on my feet again and not so scared. And so I gazes at it, curious. What is it, Doc? I asks. It reads your thoughts. He says, just as solemn as an owl. That's right, laugh. I don't blame you. 
I grinned myself. He saw me grin, and he turned on me like a tiger. Don't, he hollers. Claude, you doubt? Pig, your type has retarded the progress of mankind throughout the ages. The fall of the Roman Empire. Safe crackers. The Dark Ages. Safe crackers. Charlie D'Amelia quitting TikTok. <gasps> Safe crackers. No, Alan, what will everybody's nieces do? I think they're going to watch Addison Rae, but, you know, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I'm beginning to get suspicious about how many names you know of people on TikTok, Alan. Um, I have a teenage daughter, Rob. All right, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I have a preteen daughter. Yeah, target um, audience right there. Yeah. You sneer, you imbecile. Well, just then I'm like the doctors, a nut. I thinks, and loose with that bottle of Kiro in his pocket, and it's up to me to soothe him. Oh, baby. Oh, you'll be all right. <laughs> Here, come lay against my breast oh. and uh, smother yourself in my ample bosom. That that skin-to-skin -skin contact, it's very important at this time of your life. It's very soothing. How does it work, I asks, to gain time? When you're in a room with a nut that's nursing a bottle of H.E., your one thought is to go away from there. And pull an unloaded gun on him. That also, <laughs> that, that wasn't the best thought, but I had it. You know, they try to upsell you on the whole bullets thing, Alan. Gun is just as good without them. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just uh, I think it's just a scam. It's just like yeah. printer ink, Rob. Yeah. You know? Racket. Yeah, or, yeah. R or RFID chips in the uh, filters in your water thing. Yeah, in fact, the bullets work. You can just keep shooting them multiple times. Yeah, you just got to go no, get it and clean it off. Do the legwork. Yeah, just dust it off. Come on. <laughs> and this particular nut don't want me to. But I have hopes. By dumb luck, I hits the right chord. How does it work? Gets results. Thank you. No one ever asks when I threaten them, and it's such an everyday polite thing to inquire about. Hi, how are you? You have a lovely mad scientist cave. How does that work? <laughs> Just a little courtesy. Just be nice to your fellow man killing criminal uh, evil scientists. I mean, no, I'm the good guy here. <laughs> right away, he seems to forget he's mad. He seems to forget I'm a yegg. He gets kind of dreamy, and he runs a caressing hand over the shiny brass of the nearest instrument. My tuba. Completely <laughs> unrelated. With a lot of fond memories. <laughs> this old brass Bessie got me through a lot of hard times. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing more than just... <laughs> it's nice. I'm glad he had that in his life. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that old, that old pairing, a boy and his tuba. Simple, he says. Very simple. It is based on the electromagnetic wave and the conducting ether theories. It's over my head, but I listen. Like a number file video. I like the animations. It's kind of like a mathy cartoon <laughs> with, with like little dancing numbers. Have you ever considered just what happens when you think intensely? By an effort of what you call the will, you concentrate on what you are thinking. Emotion, too, plays its part. 
You are intensely angry, intensely worried, intensely interested. This concentrating asks, acts physically on the brain. There's a call for, on the heart for more blood, and the heart responds, sending a thicker, faster stream to the affected locality. Now what happens? Uh, I, I want to say boner. Is, <laughs> is boner the right answer? <laughs> I, I, the, go back. Let's check the math here. We got uh, that's the emotions. Intensely angry, intensely worried, intensely interested. Uh huh. More blood going to your heart, yeah. and a thicker, faster stream that affects lo your locality. It sounds like boner. I don't it's know. Boner. It's boner. Okay. He turns to me like my teacher used to do in school when there was a question to be answered. Boner, I says. <laughs> <laughs> Search me, I murmurs. But he didn't even see me, I guess. The increased stream, rushing at an unusual rate, rubs against the walls of the veins and arteries of the head, producing friction. In the head? Did he, <laughs> did he invent brain grease? Or... I don't think he means that head, Alan. No. <laughs> Maybe it's just repackaging Valvoline. <laughs> it's new and improved. That's quite a racket. Yeah. I see, I says politely, but I don't. This friction is the physical result of the mental action. Your purely mental process has, by the membership of the rushing blood and its attending friction, been transformed into, or has produced, a physical manifestation. I gotta be honest. If boner isn't the answer, it feels like a trick question. <laughs> A lot of talk about friction. Yeah. His voice sank to a whisper. It is this fact that makes my great invention possible. The friction setup produces faint currents of electricity. It is nature's own generator. The currents are faint, weak, but they are there. And they vary in intensity and proportion as the rushing bloodstream surges and ebbs. Like a mental splash mountain. That's just imagine like a log flume over your amygdala and down into your other brain thing. Thus, they have imprinted your on parabellum. No, that's a kind of <laughs> bullet. That's a John Wick movie. <laughs> Cerebellum. Uh, Alabellum? Aluminium? Antebellum? No, you got to change your name now. <laughs> oh, no. And you got to change Splash Mountain. Yeah. They, they never thought it was weird the whole time. The whole, no. time. whole time. No. Yeah. It's totally normal. Like, yep. Yep. Mm hmm. Thus, they have imprinted on them all the characteristics of the thought that gives rise to them. They vary in the individual. Some minds can generate a current 100, yes, 1,000 times greater than others. But all minds generate to some extent. Yes, even Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Shocking <laughs> to science, but... Hey, hey, even potatoes can run clocks. <laughs> 
Gronkowski can at least handle a Chromebook for an hour. Unless you're streaming, and then maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> well, that really reduces. I mean, it's wow. Just, hey, look, it's, it's a lot of brain power to, to do full hard. motion video. You only get as good as out as you get in. And look at this guy. Oh. And these electrical impulses are thrown out into space and wave trains. Exactly as the radio telegraph throws them out. In train form, apparently. On dream tracks that go into the sky with roller skating trains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a, what a musical. Uh, boy, that Andrew Lloyd Webber can do no wrong. Am I, am I right? Every idea is just a license to print money. Am I right? Trapped criminal who has to listen to my screed about the the many and also varied plots of musicals by Andrew Lloyd Webber. This accounts for the phenomena of mental telepathy. If conditions are just right, the receiving mind in perfect tune with the transmitting mind and sensitive enough to interpret the received impulses, you have accomplished telepathy. All that remained for me to do was to measure the intensity and characteristics of the generated current, its frequency, and it is high. And he paused and fixed me with that fishy stare. I didn't know what to say, so I, I took a Brody. And what, Doc? Slip it to me quick. And the length, length? of the emitted, emitted wave. wave. Yeah, that's that's what I wrote down, too. I, <laughs> I crossed out. Uh, where I'd written down the words some made-up pseudoscience bullshit and corrected it to be length of the emitted wave. We're both, both on the same page about that. <laughs> he comes back at me triumphantly. It might be one millionth of a meter, or it might be one million meters, or it might be any length between those extremes. Why, to put it in terms you might understand, it could go from... Pico fun size to yada king size. <laughs> or oh, beyond them, for that matter, I succeeded in making these measurements. I went to the uh, car and boat show and uh, the yada king. Yeah, uh, the yada king. Yeah, he, boy, they bring some fancy boats. <laughs> Real fancy. Oh, oh. You know what boats? You know what boat stands for? What? Uh, bust out another thousand. I uh, know that's. I don't have a joke there. Oh, come on. Uh, transaction is not no. All right, screw it. Where was I? I succeeded in making those. Bust out another thrifty deal. <laughs> On a yacht with the Yada King. That's what they say, huh? Yeah, Bust that's out another thrifty deal. <laughs> they say, you know what? That's boat, what boat stands for. Boated, boated, boat. You know what? Boated with an apostrophe. <laughs> you know what that stands for? Bust out another thrifty deal. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> 
I succeeded in making these measurements. He laughed, or rather he laughed and snarled all at once. I'm telling you straight, fella, your hair stands on end when Proctor laughs like that. Pubes and all. <laughs> it's easier than using a flat iron. <laughs> I fancy some of your radio experts would gape if they were permitted to see my wave meter. I believe it would cause some excitement in the laboratory of Lodge or Marconi. Or Cousin Brucie, the, the <laughs> most detestable. Just shut up, cousin Brucey. Just shut up. <laughs> Just really, play uh, the the rascals or whatever. I don't yeah. need to he hear you talk to this person. We're really going for that over sixty audience today. <laughs> oh, you don't think these Marconi references <laughs> work with the mo with the TikTok audience that I did the joke for before, Ron? It's, it's a mix. It's a mix. Hey, how about the fact that uh, Marconi is uh, so uh, far dead that uh, I didn't even know he was a member of the Italian fascist party? He was? Sure. He was yeah. still alive? Oh, he, he sure was. Huh. Lord. Um, that's the kind. Of, maybe maybe our dead. audience is more interested in that. That's dead. That's really dead. Yeah, that's pretty dead. dead. Yeah. I, Proctor, I measured these waves, which of course means that I found a detector for them. Our friend DeForest thinks that he has a monopoly on ultra-sensitive detectors. Proctor's detector is to the Audion what a stopwatch is to a wheelbarrow. I tell you, Proctor's detector is the corrector of their buffoonery goodery. <laughs> Move over, Alwyn Joy. I've got a new slogan that's, that everybody's going to be saying. Practice detector is the corrector. They're buffoonery goodery. You know, yeah. one good thing about this is we've got at least half of the uh, musical version of the Whispering Ether ready just from some of these. That's going to be a great song. Sure, and we're going to steal all the music from Starlight Express and then just rewrite the <laughs> lyrics. So, I mean, it's basically already written. <laughs> Our work here is done. And the frequency. It is beyond the limits of audibility, as that term is understood. Mm -hmm. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I know I've hit my limit. <laughs> yep. In a fucking couch in a fucking panda outfit or whatever it's everything about him is great jesus he's just so sensitive and hobbit like <laughs> well the... <laughs> yes you know exactly apparently that's what people like that's right why didn't he do a cameo in lord of the rings when he was 12 <laughs> not famous <laughs> I wound phones that will render the received signals audible, and the task was done. Most of that stuff had gone over, but like a lightning flash, the big idea burst through my shrapnel-proof cranium. I fairly stuttered as I got his drift. I bet my eyes popped as I gaped at that machine. Good God! I spluttered. Do you mean that that thing can hear you think? Oh, God, what have I been to? No, it gives you a boner. Weren't you <laughs> listening to anything I said? 
I mean, well, I I've been about tell- the friction and the blood going through the veins. Do I need to draw a picture, man? You've been here for 30 minutes, man. What is wrong? <laughs> Simply by the math of how long you've been here, you should have thought of a boner at least once. <laughs> hey, we've thought of it five or six times. It's been the bulk of our jokes. What's wrong with you, dude? Get it together, Oscar. Proctor smiled, the nearest of a human smile that I ever saw on his mug. You have glimmerings of intelligence, he said in a gratified way. I mean just that. I mean, I mean that you have glimmerings. Yes. Don't, that's not, don't get too, uh, that's uh, all I mean. Yeah, don't get too overconfident there. And then he went off his handle again. And I mean, he roared. That you are to go back to the scum that sent you and tell them that it is useless for them to plot against me, for I can hear their very thoughts as they think them. I'm motherfucking Santa Claus (laughs) as far as you're concerned. (laughs) I can read their miserable souls. That's how I knew you were coming here tonight. That's how I knew that your lethal weapon contained no charge. And that you forgot to buy milk and kept thinking about how you needed to stop off at the Publix during my climax of my entire harangue, the most important part. See, in climax, that was another hint. (laughs) And... He seized me. And a a great blues band. And a great blues band, too. And he seized me and shook me until my heels nearly broke my neck. And that's how I knew. In the middle of the night. (laughs) You swine. But you couldn't get it right. That even now you don't know. Excuse me. I have to turn the radio down. Hold on. I couldn't get it right. No, no, no. Down, down. And that's how I know, you swine, that even now you don't know whether to believe me or not. But I kept on looking for a sign in the middle of the night. <laughs> Turn it up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Keep it going, but I couldn't see the light. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Okay. I didn't really know what the lyrics were to that song. <laughs> I was like, dooped up, dooped up, dooped, 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 He released me and tore the telephone things from off his ears. Here, he bellowed, clamping them over my ears. Here, listen and be convinced. Oh, listen. No, I said before, I'm I'm very sure the Fleet Foxes are a really great band. It's just, it's just not the sort of thing I'm into. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I did listen to that Bonnie Vare mix you sent. It's just, listen, it, it's fine for us to like different stuff, okay? Yes, yes, I tried of Montreal. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. There. Stop for me. It. He wheeled to the table and whirled knobs and dials. A continuous humming and buzzing sounded in the phones. And then it happened. Listen to me close. I know they labeled Proctor squirrel food for telling them less than this, but this was July of 1914. Get that? Suddenly. Something like a voice. No, not like a voice either. Like a voice inside my own head, if you can get me. Said masterfully, with a strong German accent. Yeah. Okay, double up here. (laughs) Let's hear it, Rob. Uh, Serbia will, because she dare not submit, 
France must, because she will see my hand behind it. England must, as a last desperate effort to save herself. But my armies will grind them like grain on the mill. And then... And then... The America will dig around for a good three years or so. <laughs> Proctor tore the phones from me. I was like a stuffed doll, and I never raised a mitt. He grabbed me, and it was just like being caught in the jaws of a vice. You have heard, he thundered. Now go! Yeah, yeah, I heard, but I, I want to know what happens to this Serbia dame. Does she submit or what? I'm, I'm a sucker for radio serials. Oh, yeah, and that commercial for the grinding the grain in the mill? I don't know. It sounds like oatmeal or something. Mmm. <laughs> mm. mm. Oatmeal. Mm. Us criminal elements can't get nope. enough of that oatmeal. Nope. Just invented it last year. Quick oats. Yep. Mmm. Mmm. The last thing I remember was that he heaved me toward the door. I remember spinning toward it, and that's all. The next thing I remember is waking up in that hospital ward. It was July of 1914 when Proctor chucked me, and it was late August when I found myself in that hospital. As near as I can learn, I missed the door, hit the wall, and a bottle of that Kiro stuff knocked off the shelf. They dug Proctor and I out of the ruins, and we were both pretty well messed up. Proctor raved about his ruined mine machine, and it got him a pass to the squirrel cage. Mm, yeah, well, no one said the Love is Blind dating pods are comfortable. <laughs> But that's where you find the true love of your life, Rob. That's, that's, that's how it works. It's science. It's called a pod. Yeah. If you read the papers at the time, you'll remember Proctor wanted me to back him up, but I wouldn't talk. Least said, easiest remedied. Uh, although I did think him a get well soon message, though. <laughs> well, I thought about it. And I popped a boner just in case. I thought about thinking about sending him a get well soon message, but uh, mm -hmm. then I thought about a boner and I sent him a boner and well, our correspondence has been pretty great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice back and forth. Yep. Now you got all I know about it. I spilled it once to Gentleman Joe, a highbrowed crook who soaked up all they pass you at Harvard when he was young. Joe said maybe Proctor fooled me with a camouflaged phonograph. What the, wait, who the fuck is Gentleman Joe, Harvard-educated criminal, yeah, sure. introduced in the last paragraph of this yeah. fucking story? Yeah, hey, Gentleman Joe. And it, yeah, no, no, you don't this, need any more information about a Harvard-schooled uh, crook. This isn't the third man, Rob. <laughs> and when he's not around, everyone should be asking, where's Gentleman Joe? <laughs> Maybe he did. I might think so myself if it had happened in September instead of July 1914. Get me? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, mm -hmm. Summer camp, right? <laughs> no? Oh, it's boners again, isn't yep. it? I give up. Yep. I give up. It's boners. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Ooh, woo. That, was, that was whispery. There was, there was, that was ethery. That was, mm. uh, that was something. I don't think it was either of those, but okay. Yeah, I don't really get it either. But uh, 
It's a lot of a uh, lot of yelling and uh, and uh, diatribing for uh, the the whispering ether. Yeah, and a lot of newsies dialogue as well. Sure. All right. Well, you know, we may not completely understand the story, but I feel like mm-hmm. we could still get a lesson from the story. Alan, do you think you've learned a moral from the story? Sure. Yeah. Here's a moral: If you're gonna invent a telepathy receiver. You better invent a big fucking dial. Over a billion people on the earth there in 1914, Rob. Figure out how you're going to put that dial in your apartment. How you tune in to old Kaiser. He's got very steady hands. You could just I guess so. Go from uh, a newborn baby to one over the Kaiser. Got yep. it. Yep. Kind of radial your way through the geomagnetic field. I think the moral of this story is snitches get stitches. This guy, he did the right thing. He shouldn't have told us either, let alone handsome Joe. Gentleman Joe, what was it? Where's Gentleman Joe? Where is Gentleman Joe? That's what I'm asking. You can't introduce a Gentleman Joe that late in the story. You've got to put him up on a shelf earlier on in the story. Yeah, I know. I maybe there's an ongoing uh, serial with gentleman Joe and and the various uh, unlikely stories that have been told to him while he's in a jail cell. Sounds right. Sounds right. Now I tell you, dear boy, while I was incarcerated with this fairly lowbrow crook, Oscar, I believe his name was. Well, he had a dilly of a tail. I tell you, it's just like another layer, so that you can. You can do the voices, but you got to do it with an upper crust uh, transatlantic accent as well Uh, as the bass, Rob. And then you add street Uh tough, and then you add bad German. (laughs) Oh, it's a a system, but it damn well works. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that wraps it up for uh, this episode. Alan, um, I hope you and everybody else out there will tune in next time for another exciting Interrupted... Welcome back. You're listening to KROT, Crot Radio, straight from Zikoth of me, Kaiser Wilhelm. We're welcoming new listeners tonight from WDUK, Ziduk, which suddenly stopped transmitting. <laughs> oh, now, some Beethoven while I think about charging cavalry. <laughs> Bitte schon. <laughs> Ten.